Zoetic Press presents Alphanumeric, Non-Binary Reviews Podcast of Fiction and Prose. Before we get started, I want you to hear about another great podcast I think you'll love. Behind the Pen is a YouTube show and an audio podcast. Award-winning author and filmmaker Karina Cantus chats with her artistic guests about their love for their craft, their journey so far, and what their future plans are. Every episode is unique, and you never know who she'll be talking to next. A New York Times bestselling author, film star and illustrator, editor of a fashion magazine, a musician from India, a psychic medium. Watch previous shows of Behind the Pen on Karina Cantus's YouTube channel, or listen to the audio podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, and all good podcast platforms. And now, Palindromes by Karen George. Anna entered my life a mystery and left the same way. She started mid-semester of my junior year at Dixie Heights High School, 1970. Her family moved to the U.S. from Belgium. She reminded me of Audrey Hepburn, who I'd fallen in love with while watching Breakfast at Tiffany's. Anna's pale, unblemished skin looked dramatic against her black pixie haircut, her thick brows, dark eyes accentuated by eyeliner and thick mascara. I wasn't allowed to wear makeup to school, even though I complained that my eyes disappeared because of my blonde lashes. She stood out for me and the other students with her long, straight hair, and she dressed like a goth before it became popular. Black, body-hugging dresses that reminded me of Morticia on the Addams Family TV show. She competed on our school's swim team, winning first place in fly and breaststroke every meet to my reliable second-place finish. Her bathing suit was glossy black. I couldn't stop staring at the skeleton tat on her right bicep, a skull with large, exotic flowers blooming from ear, eye, nose, and mouth holes. Toward the semester's end, she quit the team due to rotator cuff tendonitis, similar to bursitis my mother suffered because of bowling on two different teams year-round. In speech class, we were assigned to give a 15-minute talk about ourselves, which terrified me. We also needed to prepare it as a paper, between 1,500 and 2,000 words. What would I say about myself for that long? Anna's speech began with a request that we call her Anna. Her full name was Lee Anna Lee. She wrote it on the chalkboard in elegant, slanted cursive, the last stroke of each word a rising spiral. Tapping each word with the chalk, she said her name was almost a palindrome, a word, line, number, or sentence reading the same backward as forward. Palindrome, she added to the blackboard. With a graceful turn of wrist, she moved her arm back and forth, waist level, like an ocean wave advancing and retreating. The collar of her solid black swing dress was embroidered with white spider webs. Patchwork white bats cascaded along her hip line, wings stretched open, an inverse silhouette. When Anna told us she'd sewn the dress, someone snickered. Mom began teaching me to sew a year ago, but I didn't have the confidence to wear my homemade clothes to school. My first name was Anna, which was a perfect palindrome. If I changed my middle name, Lee, to match the spelling of Anna's first name, Lee, we'd be palindromes of each other, reverse twins. Anna revealed her birth date, 
25th of September, 1952, 2591952, seven days before mine, was a palindrome, the same as her four siblings' given names, Otto, Bob, Hannah, and Ada. She spoke in the level, self-assured tone of a seasoned actress, mesmerized me with her precise recitation of other palindrome words, I, you, eek, gag, pop, poop, someone behind me whispered, deed, noon, radar, refer, tenet, reviver. In Belgium, she lived in a city named Ghent that was 607 kilometers, equivalent to 377 miles, from the North Sea where her family visited the Newport beaches in summer. Goosebumps rose on my arms because there is a town in my own state of Kentucky named Ghent, 50 miles away, and one named Newport, pronounced the same as Newport, four miles away. She told our class that Ghent, Belgium, was known for its medieval monasteries dating back to the 7th century, castles built in the 1000s. The Ghent Belfry, a tower between St. Bavos Cathedral and St. Nicholas Church, held a fiery dragon which guarded the city. She said a canal flowed through the city, linking the Meuse and Scheldt rivers to a lake and other canals. Anna loved to kayak, another palindrome, she said. Her family's backyard butted up against the forest that edged Doe Run Lake. It's an amazing feeling to paddle for a few strokes, then just glide like you've slipped inside the water's seam. She closed her eyes and floated her hands as though caressing the lake's skin. Someone whispered, give me a break. I sat in the front row. I could see her dangling earrings, hovering bats, ready to swoop for an insect. She hoped one day to own a race car. Yes, another palindrome. Loved the music of Jimi Hendrix, Jefferson Airplane and The Doors. Her favorite songs, Purple Haze, Somebody to Love, White Rabbit, Break On Through, People Are Strange, Touch Me. I owned and adored the albums of those same groups. Students called Anna belittling names, behind her back, of course. After her talk, they added kook to their list of labels. I wanted to tell her I loved her speech, but never found an opportunity before our junior year ended. Rarely saw her in the halls, cafeteria, or school parking lot, as if she vanished when class ended. Once she died, her mockers deified her. I'll never forget the last day I saw Anna at Beachwood Swim Club, the Thursday before Labor Day weekend. I didn't know she belonged, had never seen her there before. I spent almost every day at the pool during summer vacation, either in swim team practice, life-saving class, or working the concession stand. I wondered if Anna's family had just bought a membership and if she'd joined the swim team. My stomach fluttered when I approached her on my way to the diving board, all in black. Swimsuit, sunglasses, wide-brim straw hat, flip-flops. She sat on a dark beach towel in an Adirondack chair. I smiled and waved, but she didn't respond. She might have been asleep. I couldn't tell with her extra-dark lenses. We weren't friends. I'd never spoken more than a few words to her during school swim meet. Her shoulders gleamed golden with suntan lotion. A silver lizard bracelet circled her left wrist, and an exquisite new tattoo graced the bicep of the same arm. A black lizard with Jim Morrison's face superimposed over its midsection, Lizard King inked in its spiraling tail. 
I owned the Doors' Waiting for the Sun album that contained the song Not to Touch the Earth, which ended with Morrison proclaiming, I am the Lizard King, I can do anything. A chill traveled through me. I intended to dive off the three-foot springboard, but found myself climbing the ladder to the ten-foot, heart rate rising with each step. It wasn't the first time I jumped off the high board, but I never dived off it. All summer, I tried to overcome my fear of heights. I walked to the end, bounced a few times, returned to the ladder. Arms at my side, head level, I took five measured steps, swung my arms first behind me, then above me as I raised one knee to hurdle into the jump. I rose above the board, tucked chin to chest, folding myself in half to touch my toes, straightened and tightened my body, reached for the water with pointed fingers. What a rush to break the surface, slice through cold water, push hard off the concrete bottom to burst back into air and sun. Four days later, on the 7th of September, they pulled Anna's body out of Doe Run Lake. Our senior year began the next day. Apparently, she went kayaking alone, which wasn't unusual. On the local TV news interview, her parents kept repeating that their daughter was an excellent swimmer, a champion kayaker back in Belgium. You can imagine the rumors at school. Students whispering that the 7th of September, 1970 was a palindrome date that she was born and died on a palindrome date. So what? I wanted to scream at them. I can still see Anna sunbathing that day. When I returned to my beach towel after executing a perfect jackknife, I put on my sunglasses and turned toward her as I dried off 15 feet away. From the armrest of her chair, a transistor radio dangled by the strap of its leather case. I couldn't distinguish what song played, but her lizard earrings swayed along with her shoulders, reminding me how she floated her arm in a fluid, dreamy wave during her palindrome presentation. Toward the end of her speech, she revealed she was the youngest child and her mother's easiest delivery. She curled her hand closed, raised her arm, let it fall, fingers unfurling like a fern frond. Mom said, I just slid out. I hoped Anna slipped into death the same way, mouthing words to her favorite song as the water tucked her in. This has been Palindromes by Karen George, read for you by Lisa Quintana. Our music was Daisuke Taiko Beats 1020 by Ashtung, provided by Pixabay.com. Alphanumeric is mixed and mastered by Lisa Quintana. You can get non-binary review on our website, www.nonbinaryreview.com, or on Amazon. If you like the podcast, please drop in and give us a five-star rating, a rave review, and subscribe. Work drops on Wednesdays. Non-binary review, because humans are hardwired to tell stories. <laughs>